0: You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here with the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today, it is January 12th, 2022. On the show today, we discussed the news that was broke yesterday that the Major League Baseball Players Association will meet with league representation on Thursday, marking the first time the two sides have really gotten down to business during this lockout period. And also we'll touch on the breaking news that John Lester is retiring from baseball after 16 seasons. And then we'll wrap up with some discussion about the new Sunday Night Baseball crew that was announced last week. We haven't touched on that yet, so we'll touch on it today. All that and more coming up on the show. All right, once again, everybody, Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You can find the show on YouTube. We'll really be bringing that video element into things Once we get back to business and there is more to talk about, but just more manageable as I do the audio and post it on the video form. We'll still have video for some of the interviews, but make sure you guys subscribe. Make sure you guys download uh, the episodes as well. If you guys listen in just the audio version, I thank you guys for your support in 2021. As we move to uh, what we hope is a full baseball season here in 2022. And that is where we start today. Yesterday, Jeff, Jeff Passon of ESPN said, Major League Baseball and the MLB Players Association plan to hold a bargaining session Thursday, sources tell ESPN. MLB is expected to make a core economics proposal at the session, which would be the first between the sides since the league locked out the players on December 2nd. That was a tweet that he had at 1115 a.m. Eastern Time on January 11th. And so now you are seeing this. Uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of us saw it yesterday, but we are just cutting around to it. This is positive news, right? We're not going to put the cart before the horse. We're not going to, uh, you know, mince words here, just negotiation. But generally speaking, this is positive news. On the Monday show, I talked about uh, an article from Evan Drellich over at The Athletic. And what he talked about was, you know, the idea that, look, a lot of the times when it comes to bargaining, Sides don't make their strongest offers until much later in the game, usually uh, very late in the negotiating process. That's just because they're under the gun. They have to make something happen. And normally there are financial losses that are kind of beckoning or kind of uh, at the end of the line that are uh, applying that pressure. So with that in mind, we're now uh, 40 days or so here into this lockout, it is positive to see that, look, these sides are meeting. And you all know I have been talking about this for a while, my tracking of when Major League Baseball pitchers and catchers report. Well, right now, that date stands at 32 days, 14 hours, 39 minutes, and 22 seconds, as I currently just read that right there. Your lockout's at day 40, so uh, roughly day 40, December 2nd it started. And also now we are on uh, uh, January 12th. So this has been going on now uh, for, you know, 40 plus days at this point in time. And when I consider that, you know, it does make me a bit concerned, but now the two sides have over a month to get something done before pitchers and catchers report. Um, And so this, once again, as I'd stated from the outset, is positive. I, I do think this is going to be an ongoing process. I don't think anybody expects a deal to be stricken today. There are core issues and are core things that are going to be discussed. As I've noted in the past, I would not be shocked if they kind of did the government shutdown route where they kind of made a short-term package together, um, you know, just to get them through a certain amount of time. But Look, there are certain demands that the players are now coming to the table with, and I think there are a lot of very reasonable demands that the MLB players are going to the table with, but also uh, owners are trying to maintain their power and also, you know, ensure that they can recover financial losses if there are any they are still suffering from that shortened 2020 season and also, by extension, the 2021 season in which there was not full capacity for the duration of the year, which did affect some clubs and affected them, uh, you know, their ownerships rather uh, significantly. So these issues, we've talked about them at length, what they are, what we're facing here with with it coming up. But the positive spin on this is that the two sides have agreed to meet. It's going to go down on Thursday, and, and we'll see what happens as we move forward there. But the league is going to be the one doing the proposing. They come from the side of strength. And so we'll see if there are any concessions towards the players wills in this. Uh, and, and this is the, this is the issue, right? Is the economics of it all. It seems like some of the ancillary baseball stuff, which is weird to say the baseball stuff is ancillary, but when it comes to a collective bargaining agreement, this is really down to the financials. So we'll see what the financials look like when they get together. But I think the good news is we can all hopefully agree that some of the ancillary baseball things will be a bit easier to agree on. Once again, knock on wood, we hope that is the case. All right, quick break here, and then we'll discuss the news that there is a uh, new uh, Sunday Night Baseball crew. But before that, we'll talk about the news that John Lester has retired. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar in the game today. You go to Built.com today. That's Built.com. You use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5-LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first purchase. They've got plenty of flavors available today, uh, all kinds, and they're covered in chocolate. They're good, and they're good for you compared to... Things like candy bars, you can have a built bar, then hit your workout. You can have a built bar after your workout. So go check out the uh, go check out the built bars today. Once again, built.com. Promo code lock15. L-O-C-K-E-D 15 lock fifteen at built All right, everybody. Uh, so the news has happened that John Lester is retiring. This came out seven o'clock uh, a.m. this morning. From Jesse Rogers over at ESPN, says three-time world champion and 200-game winner John Lester is retiring after a 16-year career. Lester, 38, told ESPN that his body just isn't up for the rigors of a major league season anymore, and he made 30 or more starts 12 times during his career, 28 during his final season split between the Nationals and the St. Louis Cardinals. His resume includes five all-star appearances and a 251 postseason ERA. He says, quote, it's kind of on its course, end quote. It's getting harder for me physically. The little things that come up throughout the year turn to the bigger things. And that uh, hinders your performance, end quote. He said, uh, quote, once again, I'd like to think I'm a halfway decent self-evaluator. I don't want someone else telling me I can't do this anymore. I want to be able to hand my jersey over and say, thank you. It's been fun. That's probably the biggest deciding factor. All right. So first things first, always, when I get news like this, the first thing I want to say is congratulations to John Lester. He won two world series titles in Boston. He won a third in with the Cubs, um, playoff appearances in 08, 09, 14, 15, 17, and 18. And he has had so many great memories along the way, a really great pitcher. Um, I think he's going to definitely get Hall of Fame consideration. I'm not always too keen on how these things end up working, but I believe he is going to get Hall of Fame consideration for the outstanding career that he put up, especially during those middle years in Boston and then when you saw him with the Cubs. I mean, from 2008 really through, um, you know, 2018, he was a really good pitcher, man. I mean, this guy was a really good starter, you know, including years uh, like 2008, where he posted the 3-2-1 ERA in Boston in 2014, you know, a, a 2-5-2. And then uh, that's where also he went to Oakland and 11 starts there it was a 2-3-5. So a spectacular season there in 2015 and 2016. A really strong starter for the Chicago Cubs. Just somebody, you know, who had a really good career all the way around and had so much postseason success. A guy who started 22 postseason games who pitched in 28 or 26, rather, postseason games. And somebody that was a strong starter would put it, I mean, is is not putting it fairly enough uh, for John Lester during his time. Nationals brought him in last year. I was very, very skeptical of what he had left to give. And I think some of that was evidenced by his pitching performances. But he did go out there every five days after he got off the shelf to begin the season. But I want to say this, too. You have to respect guys, and I always like this, when there is some self-awareness. As somebody who I know, I used to work for SiriusXM's Fight Nation channel covering combat sports, and I'm still a huge combat sports fan, watch it all the time. The one difficult thing is, and this is across sports, but combat sports is very particular, is is seeing somebody go out there who used to be a top-level guy and watching them kind of just deteriorate. It's really tough to do. Good example of this for you you know mainstream fans is when Tyron Woodley got knocked out against Jake Paul um you know he's not a boxer but Tyron Woodley at 40 years old Tyron Woodley was an all-American multi-time all-American wrestler at the University of Missouri he was a champion in multiple different uh you know MMA organizations including a run as a UFC champion uh and he's one considered one of the top 5 welterweights of all time, 170 pounders. He's considered one of the top five guys in that category at all time. But once it ended, it ended for him pretty quickly. And he went on a losing streak. It was tough to watch doing the celebrity boxing thing. Also tough to watch. That's not how you want to go out. And John Lester even said as much. This is somebody that we know is a tremendous competitor. I mean, that guy, scowl on his face, always locked in, especially in the playoffs, just a guy that seemed to know you know, uh, you know, just seemed to to always dial it in at the right time. Intimidating guy, not maybe even from a mountain perspective, but just that look on his face, always so concentrated. Three-time world champion, and his bona fides during that time are unquestionable. Um, and so, you know, to see his age go up at 38, and look, his time with the Cardinals, a 4.36 ERA and 12 starts that he made uh, for the Cards, a four and one record. That's nothing to scoff at at all. I will totally commend that performance by him. But I think he saw what we saw. It got tougher for him to get deeper into games. And, you know, I think he just realized that, you know, it's time it's time for me to to call it quits after a very productive 16 year career in the major leagues. Not many people can say they last that long in the majors. And I will say this, um, you know, about the Hall of Fame case. I, I usually am not too great with these things. I, I don't really know what people value. I think there's some obvious ones, but I'm sometimes wrong on these things. I see Carl Crawford in the ballot and I'm like, what the hell are we doing here? Um, when it comes to his Hall of Fame case, I'm just going to kind of read stuff from another article Jesse Rogers wrote about things that people said about him. This is from uh, John Lackeys and I told my kids, I'm not going until John gets in. That's when we're going to Cooperstown. I can't wait to be there. Uh, David Ross said, if you're building a baseball player, as far as how they treat other people, what their goals are, how you want them to compete and act on and off the field, he's the model, said David Ross, who's obviously the Cubs manager now. Um, there's so many stories of him you know, going out in, in big situations uh, and you know, making things happen, even pitching with injuries. Uh, he's, and this is from uh, John Lester. He said, you have people from all walks of life on a team that have one goal. So David Ortiz bring a lot of those guys together that you never thought would be friends. I wanted to bring that when I came to Chicago and quote, and by, I think all accounts, that is, that is what he did. Uh, and he was a big part of them winning a championship. And I, I think his numbers due to his postseason success should push him over the edge. I think we should value things like that. I know people don't really... Uh, like the Joe Flacco, you know, it was, it was Joe Flacco elite. Well, Joe Flacco's postseason performance put him over the top that one season and, and kind of changed people's perception of him. You can never take world champion from Eli Manning in two stints uh, in two uh, playoff stints. I think kind of etched his name in glory and maybe gave himself the edge for Hall of Fame three World Series championships and him being a big part of that and being one of the greatest postseason pitchers of all time. I think by most accounts, uh, that's got to push him over the edge, also. I think when it comes to a Hall of Fame perspective. Once again, we'll see when these things play out. But uh, to me, that's where I'd put John Lester. I know the end of his career wasn't great, but that's not how we're going to grade him. We're going to grade him on that quality, almost decade long stretch that he put together. It was a decade long stretch that John Lester put together of quality outings. Uh, day in and day out seemed like such a dependable guy. That was out there, uh, you know, somebody you could trust every five days to go out there and get the job done. And he was for that really meaty part the middle part of his career. So congratulations to John Lester, former national uh, on retirement. But yeah, five clubs that he plays for. I think it's five, uh, five or six, Boston, Oakland, Chicago, D.C. and the Cardinals. Yeah, there you go. Five. Nailed it. Uh, all right. Uh, that will do it for the John Lester retirement talk. Up next, let's talk about the new Sunday night baseball desk, the new team, the broadcast group that they got, they're going to bring in here. It's fun and exciting. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you all by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today and you guys can find an extensive list of things to get some sports action on today. They've got soccer, they've got football, they've got basketball, they've got probably some winter baseball if you're looking to you know, bet on the uh, Dominican leagues, whatever league is happening right now. They've got all kinds of things there right now. Once again, betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code locked on, LOCKEDON, locked on and you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus upon your first deposit. Once again, Locked on as a promo code at betonline.ag. Betonline, it's where the game starts. All right, so the news is that there is a new team calling Sunday Night Baseball. It is going to be Carl Ravitch as your play-by-play. It is going to be uh, David Cohn as one of the color commentators. And you're also going to get Eduardo Perez. So those three are going to be calling your Sunday night baseball games. I love this. Uh, I don't watch Yes Network all the time. Obviously, the Nationals play a lot, so I'm not watching a ton of Yes Network. But everybody loves David Cohn from all kind of accounts, right? It just seems to be the way all Yankees fans revere him. And so I will say this, as somebody who's intimately familiar with the New York baseball scene, I know tons of Yankees fans, tons of Mets fans. We talk to Ryan Finkelstein all the time. Stay Scott Gatsuias is awesome. We love her locked on Yankees host. Uh, New York baseball fans are fickle and usually don't like a lot of things. Uh, they complain a lot. The one guy they never complained about is David Cohn. They love his commentary. They find him very good. There are always split kind of conversations about Michael K. I think they mostly like Michael K. Who does the play by play on yes network, but people love David Cohn. Absolutely love David Cohn. And so it's good to see him. As part of the crew, Eduardo Perez, I also love a lot. I think uh, Eduardo Perez is someone that I've enjoyed on baseball commentary for a long time, and he has gotten in on the act on Sunday Night Baseball, but it's mostly been he's kind of done the, um, the, I almost called it the Nerdcast, which is really wrong. I shouldn't do that, but I do enjoy the Nerdcast. It's great. The Statcast broadcast—forget the guy uh, who's the stats guy—they bring in, but usually it's Jason Benetti who calls the games. They bring Eduardo in for the more baseball side of things. They bring another guy in for the analytical side of things, and I've enjoyed those broadcasts. I think Carl Ravitch has um, has worked on uh, worked with Eduardo Perez. I'm sure in other situations too. Uh, I think you have seen them on the desk and I'm not sure they've called games together. I'm sure they have at some point in time. I love Carl Ravitch. I, to me, he's one of the best in the business. Um, this is a guy who is baseball fans can be pretty protective of their sport. And rightfully so they should be. This is a guy who's been doing baseball commentary. I mean, forever. And this is a guy who is in baseball tonight, uh, major league baseball, two K five doing play by play for the little league world series since 2000, and three, he was doing the KBO in the mornings. I mean, this is a guy, you know, who is, um, this is a guy who's somebody that I think we can trust uh, across, you know, his baseball. I will say, I do like him for basketball too. He does a lot of SEC basketball is what they had him, uh, have him doing for a while. So love him on that. But to see him get the nod uh, that, you know, and I really do believe that, that he should be getting the nod here, but I think this is the right move. I like Matt Vaskersian. I like a rod in some settings. I never like them together. And Matt Vasgersian can be a little over the top for me. So I like the three man booth. I like the fact there's going to be a lot of interaction. I like the, the conversations that we're going to hear between these guys. I think it's good. I, I think it's an upgrade in my opinion. I think Matt Vasgersian's awesome in studio. I also think it's good that he's going to be able to call the, I think he does a bunch of angels games too. So they'll be there for that. So I think this is a positive move all the way around for all parties. I'm glad it's happening uh, like this. David Cohn uh, teaming up with Eduardo Perez and also Carl Ravage your new Sunday night baseball crew. And we'll see if they end up doing kind of a Manning cast type thing for Sunday night baseball as well. All right, that will do it for today's show. Once again, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore nationals. You can follow me, at Josh Neighbors underscore. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.